BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to finish our tour of the periodic table. In part one of the series on the periodic table, we looked at the information contained in each block of the periodic table of elements. These included things like the atomic number, chemical symbol, and atomic weight of each element. I also mentioned that these blocks of elemental information are arranged in columns called groups and rows called periods. In part two of the series, we looked at how elements in each column or group share some common properties. Today, in our third and final part of the series, we're going to look at the rows each element is arranged into in order to determine just what's so periodic about the periodic table. Before we begin, I just want to thank the sponsor of this week's podcast, GoToMeeting, with HD Faces. When we meet with people in person, we express so much thought with subtle body language clues. Did that person just roll his eyes at the statement you just made? Did someone just put air quotes around your proposal title idea? If your team is spread out in different locations, building a connection of trust and understanding can be difficult. That's why I recommend GoToMeeting with HD Faces by Citrix. You can meet face-to-face -face with colleagues and clients no matter where they are. And with one click, you can share your screen to work with others on the same document. It's easy to launch or join a meeting from anywhere using your computer, phone, or even tablet. And now you can present directly from your iPad. You can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. Don't wait. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click on the Try It Free button, and use the promo code PODCAST. Now, before we get into the details of the chemistry we're going to look at today, I need to get something off my chest. The truth is that the periodic properties of the periodic table aren't all that periodic. You see, normally in math and science, something that is periodic repeats its values at regular predictable intervals. And just like the exceptions to the properties of elements in certain column groups that I mentioned in part two of this series, things aren't quite as perfect as textbook table artists would like you to believe. The first periodic trend in the periodic table that we'll look at is one called electronegativity. I mentioned electronegativity briefly in my episode on atomic bonds, but in case you're the kind of person who doesn't like to dwell on negative things, electronegativity can be thought of as the measurement of how good an atom is at hoarding electrons. For example, chlorine is more electronegative than sodium. So when they get together, chlorine grabs sodium's lone valence electron in order to complete its collection. Starting at any given point in the periodic table, electronegativity increases as you move to the right and decreases as you move down, except when it doesn't. The exceptions to this rule mainly occur around the noble gases, a few slackers in the middle of the table, and a handful of elements at the bottom of most charts called the lanthanoids and actinoids. Another periodic trend is the atomic radius, which is the average size from the center of the nucleus to the edge of the area where the electrons hang out. As you move across the table from left to right, the atomic radius gets smaller. That's because as you move from left to right, you're adding one proton each time. 
Each proton acts like an overprotective vampire, pulling the electrons in a little closer. In contrast, as you move down the periodic table, the atomic radius increases. That's because moving down the table results in a relatively big increase in electrons. Since electrons don't like to stay in large groups, they tend to spread out into separate areas called energy levels. Electrons closer to the nucleus also tend to shield the electrons on the outside levels from the effects of the protons, allowing them to drift further away. Just like electronegativity, however, the periodic trend of atomic radii isn't as periodic as your periodic table zealots would have you believe. Once again, the noble gases and a handful of elements in the middle areas of the table tend to be exceptions, along with those pesky lanthanoids and actinoids. There are many more allegedly periodic trends than the one we've mentioned here today, but now you know some of the reasons that the periodic table is called the periodic table. It's a table of elements sorted out in a special way so that some of their properties follow general trends and patterns, except for the ones that don't. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash QDT Einstein. If you have a question you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Until next time, I'm Lee Phelan with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.